Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thanks so much for joining us. We have Doug Thornton with us tonight from American Vindicta. It's a new way to introduce him. That's a show. It's really taken off. Very popular. I interviewed Steve Quayle here recently, and the uh, uh, show is just booming, and I'm um, happy for a success. As you know, Doug, uh, it was our former informant coming on as Wrecker. Uh, he's a former DHS officer and also uh, was in the Marine Corps, so he brings a lot of experience to the table. We're going to be answering a question tonight. Is this the end of civilization? Uh, I've seen some interviews with some Europeans and they're ahead of us on the lockdowns and they're calling this the end of civilization, the end of Western society, which is really the end of civilization. Before we go to Doug, need to let you know that the sponsor for this particular segment is, well, it's one of my favorite groups, the Satellite Phone Store. And I have my satellite phone and you need to have yours. I mean, if you're driving, just for the sake of uh, argument here, and you're in an area where you don't get cell phone coverage and you break down, or you need to have that important conversation while you travel, this is what you want. If you want to be able to bug out and not have them be able to track you but still have communication, this is what you want. All you need is a sky. You don't need anything else. They can't track you within 50 miles. It's government satellites. They're not going to take it down. So it's going to survive, you know, the purge that we know is coming so they can maintain power with the Democrats. Uh, it's just a tremendous, tremendous tool. How can you find out more and what can you do about it? Well, okay, let's get right down to business here. Go to satwithdave.com. And by the way, it's not expensive. I pay one-fourth the cost of my cell phone bill with my sat phone. You just don't chit-chat on it, that's all. Satwithdave.com, or you can call them at 855-980-5830. I like the satwithdave.com, and I would be the Dave in the satwithdave.com. Well, we've introduced Doug. He's here, and uh, we're going to find out his view on how we're doing. What's our temperature? Doug, welcome to the show. Dave, as always, I love to do this show with you every week. And, uh, man, I just... Dave Intel Report, yep. Is it the Doug and Dave, or is it the Dave and Doug? No, it's Doug and Dave. You're the guest. (laughs) we we got to narrow this down, man. You're the guest. You know what's interesting is I am just so damn proud of my president. I mean, your president, our president, the greatest president the United States. You know what? The greatest president the world has ever seen. Let's just go ahead and call Joe Biden the Excuse galactic me. president. Has, has your wife, Amy, taken your temperature recently? Are you okay? I mean, I'm you're just, talking about Joe Biden off more than he can chew. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm re-watching and looking at some of the, uh, the stuff that he just recently said. And uh, I want to know what universe, like what Marvel parallel universe did they sketch Joe Biden for? Because Joe Biden's quoted saying tonight, I make no apologies for what I did in Afghanistan. Don't forget, 13 of our service members died mm-hmm. in Afghanistan. And when they were coming off the plane in Delaware, he more or less looked down, looked at his watch, and rolled his eyes as bodies of young men and women were coming off of that plane. Now, I think what's really interesting is that we have such an incompetent commander-in-chief that if war broke out, I don't think anyone's going to listen to Joe Biden or Kamal Harris for, for you know, 
just seconds there. You know, Joe, <laughs> Joe Biden predicts that Putin will move into Ukraine, but hedges on the U.S. response for it. And these remarks immediately elicited shock from Ukrainian officials. That is breaking news from CNN. Now, listen, folks, I'm not allowed to cuss. And typically I don't cuss that much. But on days like this, I really, really want to because I just don't feel like there's enough words in the English language to explain how confused I am at who runs this country. This man understands, Dave, that this cat and mouse game that we're playing with Russia by breaking NATO's alliance with Russia, which what NATO's done that about four times now, by constantly eroding the nations that the Soviet Union once had, uh, by helping fuel civil war and revolutions, and now what's going on in Kazakhstan and what's soon to be happening in Ukraine, we know that we're going to push Russia into the corner. And Russia is going to lash back. Russia's not going to capitulate. Vladimir Putin is not going to lay down and allow Joe Biden to come smell his hair. That's that's not going to happen. We know a fight is going to happen. But these idiots in D.C. continue to press the matter. Look, for about three or four years straight, it was everything in the world to talk about the new Green Deal and the the hot house gas emissions and and all this other stuff but now all of a sudden the the next real move for the world leaders is to attack russia and they can't exactly tell you why they can't exactly tell you why not to but we know for a fact that democrats love to pick on russia we know that hillary wanted war with russia and god forbid if hillary does become president by 2024 we'll probably have war with russia but we have a president right now who's so inept, who's who's so just downright, I don't know, what's a good word for it, uh, clueless? He said he didn't overpromise anybody for his commitment within the first year. He said, I have probably outperformed what anyone thought I would uh, what anyone thought would happen and anyone thought I would do in this press conference. And he he's just flabbergasted as to why. People aren't so supportive of them and, and why the economy's not doing good. He's, it's strange, Dave. This man doesn't know why he hasn't defeated COVID yet. He doesn't know why the world isn't kneeling at his feet. Maybe, Joe Biden, it's because you need to wake up, let loose the handlers who have the chains around you, and realize you're being set up as a fall guy, you're being made to look like a stooge, or you know it and you're willfully playing the part. And we Americans see it, Dave. I, I I refuse to believe Fox News and CNN and all these dang polls that come out that say that Biden's doing good or the economy's doing good or, you know, whatever the, the latest lie is. Americans are waking up. The red wave is coming. And they know for a fact it's coming. They know they're going to lose the House. They know they're probably going to lose the Senate. They know investigations are going to start creeping in. By that time, people are probably going to start having severe side effects from the vaccine because it's already predicted. And we keep having major scientists come out and share information about the harm of these various vaccines and the new variants that keep coming out. What about this, Dave? And then I'm going to give it back to you because I'm 
I'm all over the place right now just trying to keep up with Joe Biden. Right now, we have Britain who's getting rid of their COVID lockdowns. We have Britain who's saying it's okay to go outside and go party now because, you know, the prime minister did it and he got caught. And we are hearing the rumor of a hemorrhagic fever that may produce itself. Something, Dave, that may be Ebola rated. And I want to bring this, I want to spring this on you before it goes away. There are studies right now that are starting to come out of a gain of function Ebola. Yes. And it's just now hitting the news. But Dave, how long have we known about this? Um, I first wrote about the possibility of what you're talking about in 2013 under Obama, who set the stage for this to happen. Now there is a vaccine against it. We'll never see it. And uh, I wrote about it uh, yesterday. Um, here, let me, I just want to read to you a quiet line here. And this is really Obama at work. Let's make no mistake about it. Um, I'm giving you two things here. Where's it at? Come on. Okay. Um, all right. What I said is they, they're not going to win the election, and this is pretty much your premise, so they got to do something desperate. Um, I have down, they're going to do a grid takedown, night of the broken glass, take out the uh, main resistors like uh, you and me and Doug Hagman, Steve Quayle. Uh, they're going to kill thousands in one night. This is what I believe. It's happened before, folks. Night of the Broken Glass. And I'm so proud to be on that list. Yeah, well, you, <laughs> you are. Um, they probably have known you've been on my show for a long time now. Of course, if they didn't, they know now. So that's the first thing. And what they need to do is break the momentum of what we're doing in the alternative media. They'll find a way to take the alternative media down because we're a bunch of domestic terrorists. Doug Hagman thinks they're just going to incarcerate us. I think they're coming for the kill on one night. Um, the second part of this, and this is the part you brought up, this is the part I've written about extensively several times this last fall. Uh, there is a hemorrhagic fever out there. The NIH calls hemorrhagic fever Ebola. Ebola combined with smallpox. It's a gain-of-function weapon, and it's out of China. So guess who is probably guilty? But here's what I have. The Democrats can unleash a lethal cocktail of hemorrhagic fever and smallpox. Bill Gates has alluded to this, and I've covered the possibility since last year, that contrived pathogen will be introduced to America in the same fashion as the coronavirus. And then I come down and I just said, it's gotten out in China. It's not, they're not locked, they're not sealing people in their homes in a, a town of 13 million people over coronavirus. They're sealing people in their homes because this lethal cocktail got out and they're trying to contain it right now until they actually want to bring it to the United States. This is the doomsday weapon for the Democrats. Yeah. And if you don't know this, if you don't know this or not, ladies and gentlemen, uh, China is starting their lockdowns again. They're starting to weld people back in their apartment complexes yeah. again. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's hard to find this information because China, of course, has complete control of the Internet. And so occasionally things can slip out to the outside world, and that's how we're kind of getting funneled a lot of this information. But I want you to listen to this. Is there Ebola gain-of-function research? The answer is yes. Where is it being done at? Let me uh, go ahead and read to you what I have. All right. Texas, 
Texas Biomedical Research Center. Ebola research is funded by two R21 grants, R21 grants, and that's, uh, let me see, that's uh, A151717 and A154336. Now, that's from the National Institutes of Health, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Allergy. Ebola research exploring how Ebola spreads in the body with implications for targeted Ebola viral treatments. Dr. Shatanko, NIH scientist, is excited to explore a possible alternative mode of spread, tunneling nanotubes, dynamic connections between cells, which allow cells to communicate between exchanging content over relatively long distances up to 200 microns. So once again... Dr. Frankenstein and all of their lab rats are coming up with another great concoction that is more than likely going to be spread amongst the people again. And, you know, Dave, we talked about this when COVID first started, that it doesn't feel like this COVID strain is what we saw originally happening in China. Now, when the whole COVID thing first broke out, and many of you may have seen these videos and I have heard from people that, oh, those videos are fake. All these videos are propaganda. Well, for one thing, I don't think China would do propaganda against itself when people are driving down the road and they're just, you know, they're going down two, three blocks worth of nothing but body bags. The other part is people on trains, and I saw this one and a couple of my colleagues saw this, of People on trains and bus systems in China that were vomiting blood and then dying. That is Ebola. And we have multiple strains of something out there that it's being whispered, it's not being shouted, but it's just now really coming to light. But Dave, this has been around for at least two years now. A lot of crazy stuff can happen in two years with viruses. And who knows what else has been released, but we know for a fact CDC owns patents on Ebola. Mm-hmm. We know that NIH is, fi- is funding gain of research on Ebola, one of the most horrific diseases that can grace mankind right now, Ebola. And our government, Dr. Fauci, who's in charge of NIH, is funding this. What in the hell are you people thinking? If it got out which it probably did from the sounds of it, what can it do in nature? Because in a controlled environment, you can tinker with it here and there, and you know you can destroy lab samples or you know scientists who get sick, but once it gets out into, into nature and it starts being carried amongst the people, it's done, it's done with. It's gonna mutate, it's gonna turn into different things, and you'll still have the original strain and then all the other mutations. Who knows what the r naught value of that is and how quickly it can burn out. But I remember when we were dealing with Ebola on the border, we were, you know, getting that brief. Ebola can last up to 15 days on a doorknob and all this other crazy stuff. And, you know, Ebola is one of those hard diseases to kill. But the, the spread of it was contact. It had to be human-to-human contact. Dave, is it still human-to-human contact? Can it be spread any other way? Well, it's air, it's airborne. Um, I wrote an article in 2014, I believe, and I detailed studies like out of Canada that showed the Ebola could be airborne. 
That should not surprise anybody. They mutated it. They weaponized it. Let, let me explain something else. The way, reason, main reason you can tell that it's been weaponized is you can't patent a disease or a virus unless you've modified it. And then you modify the modification. I mean, you patent the modification. And that's what they've done. I want to make sure everyone understands this, folks. They, The CDC owns the royalties on the weaponized Ebola, and they own all the treatments. They get royalties from all the treatments. I think something that's, that's interesting is when we talk about Ebola, we have to talk about the transmission of Ebola and how Ebola grows legs and walks. Recently, it just came out that the TSA accepts documents from illegals as ID, which is their arrest warrants or deportation uh, papers. Jeez. So if, let's just say like in Washington, D.C., if you want to go and eat somewhere, you have to have a COVID passport now. Yeah, that's right. If you want to fly around the United States as an illegal citizen, you just have to have your arrest warrant or deportation papers, and the TSA accepts it. What reality did we just walk into? Because it doesn't seem like it's reality anymore. It seems like we are just deteriorating as a nation, deteriorating the normality of our laws, which obviously that's been happening. But to the extent that it's dangerous now when you start talking about this type of stuff. Are they going to stop the one guy who has the sniffles but has a mask on? When they get on the plane, no, more than likely not. But if you look at all the different things for Ebola, if you catch it within the first couple of days, you know your your symptoms are not quite so severe. They do quickly progress, but for those first couple of days, you are still highly transmissible of that virus. You can still transmit that virus amongst anything that you touch or being in a cabin of a plane and spreading it around. And that's how you weaponize something. And you weaponize it by having an inept government who refuses to shut down the border, who refuses to actually enforce laws. If anything, they just break laws and then expect you to follow them. This is how we lose a civilization. It's not just by having massive waves of immigrants coming in and replacing the population. Yeah, that is one way. But it's by the deterring of our laws, the deterring of the normality of the way of life. And then that government saying, hey, it just is what it is. It's time to accept it. I'm doing a great job. We have a, a literal buffoon as a president. And we have nothing but hopes and dreams as the uh, the policies for these Democrats right now. They have no real answers for the problems that we have. They have no real answers for Russia. They have no real answers for the deteriorating dollar. They have no real answers for COVID. They have no real answers for the border or for crime or for, you know, failing schools. Though we can give them the answers, Dave, though the answers are right there in front of them, they choose to ignore it. And by ignoring it, they're helping progress with the destruction of America. And we are one of the last bastions of hope in the world. 
and that might be funny to some people, but if you've ever traveled outside of the United States, you know you know what I'm talking about. America is a is a diamond in the rough, and we are allowing it to be crumbled up and destroyed, and our politicians are just whistling Dixie while they do it. And it's it's interesting to me to see you know former President Trump complain about the way Democrats and Republicans are Republicans are doing this and doing that and uh, you know not doing everything that we wanted but President Trump had the same abilities to fix a lot of these problems like him or don't like him he didn't fix a lot of the problems I was in the government while I was you know while he was in and uh, there were plenty of things that he could have changed then that maybe could have stopped some things now but he didn't and instead what we have now is a completely divided country. Uh, we have a torn apart economy, which I don't think can be stitched back together, Dave. I really don't think so. And we have a military industrial complex who's just chomping at the bit to finally get into the war with Russia. They've wanted it since the Cold War. And now we may have the right president to allow it to happen. Yeah, yeah you're right. Let me interject a couple of things here. Mike Adams told me, late last year he says dave you were writing stuff that's happening now and i'm not thumping my chest or or, or bragging i'm just saying this information's been out there this was the stage being set for what they're implementing now let me read to you a title of an article i wrote on september 19th 2014 a widespread power failure plus an ebola outbreak will become america's extinction level event and I went into all the details. There is, uh, there is a vaccine for Ebola. It's on my website. You put in Ebola vaccine, and the CDC owns it. It was developed by Crucell Laboratories in 2008. They've been preparing for this for a long time, people. This is one of their end games. They will survive. And let me give you the stats. This, these are straight from the CDC at this time frame. If Ebola comes to our shores, and this isn't even including the gain-of-function combination of um, smallpox with Ebola, they're calling it hemorrhagic fever. But by definition, the NIH says hemorrhagic is always Ebola. So heretofore, we'll, we'll call this Ebola. And the casualty rate is as follows. They would expect a 44% contraction rate and a 92% fatality rate. This is what they're planning to do to us. They're going to take the grid down. And I've had this information since uh, 2014 and 2013. And let me tell you something else, Doug. This was really interesting. We did these grid X drills back in 2012, 2013, 2014 under Obama. And we invited the Chinese and Russians in so they could see how to take down the grid. Can you believe that? Can you believe we did that? My congressman at the time, Trent Franks, went ballistic. And I was talking to his staff quite a bit at the time. And he was trying to get Obama's attention, saying, you can't do this. This is national security violation. And that was basically big middle finger to you. So what you're saying here is right. But what I'm going back in time and showing you and the audience here is this has been a plan for over a decade. Yeah. And, you know, to top it off, when you talk about trying to pick a fight with Russia, what, you, what people fail to remember is that Obama set us back at least 10 years militarily. Obama stopped a lot of uh, 
I guess you could say, training, a lot of funding and research and development into making our military stronger, more self-reliant, and defensively uh, better. And while Obama was, you know, chasing his dreams of destroying America, we had our opponents, Russia and China, who continued to progress in ballistic missile research, who continued to progress in nuclear arms development, while we buckled down and got rid of ours. Why that is so dangerous is that we are giving our enemies, and Russia and China are our enemies. We are giving them a foothold into our atmospheric jurisdiction over our United States by not allowing technology to be advanced in missile defense. Now, there's a old video from Congress as Congress was grilling a, uh, I think he was the head of the Air Force at the time. It was probably about four years old. And they were asking him about the missile defense platforms. And can we knock down a rocket from Iran or North Korea or Russia? And this Air Force general said that nine times out of 10, we are going to miss that rocket. Nine times out of 10. Now, this is something that not many people talk about. Maybe people understand it, maybe people don't. But when you talk about an intercontinental ballistic missile that's flying through the stratosphere, we are actually describing a MIRV, which is a multiple re-entry vehicle. Now, on the warhead of these weapons, of these ballistic missiles, are gonna be a series of smaller missiles that once they start to fall down onto the United States, they're going to break apart into you know several to maybe a dozen projectiles. At that point, they're not getting shot down. You're not going to stop it. There's With another the weapon like that too, and and you should. I don't know if you came across this in your work at DHS, but it's the release of a massive drone, and it fragments into a hundred thousand pieces and becomes its own individual autonomous drones. Did you know that? And they can yeah. take on the shape of bugs and insects. And are you familiar with this? Yeah, DARPA. DARPA has been working on stuff like that for a long time. Uh, but this is the problem with DARPA. Not saying DARPA isn't one of the leading technological innovators of the world, but the problem is Russia already has a hypersonic missile, and so does China, that can defeat our missile platform. Now, I've had this argument with friends of mine who were in the Air Force, and I've had argues with friends of mine who were in other parts of the government who said, oh, no, Doug, we have we just have stuff out there, man, that you just you don't know about that can stop all this stuff. And I said, really? Then why is it that I think he's the commandant, the commandant of the Air Force, the number one guy of the Air Force, told Congress and the Joint Chiefs of Staff that we have nothing that can stop these missiles? That worries me because you poke the bear, you're going to get the claws of the bear. And when we talk about poking the bear, we're talking about Russia. And Russia is already calling the United States the new Soviet Union. So when Russia 
says that we're the communists now that the world should really be you know, looking at, that should also tell you our government is not the same government of 9-11. We're not the same government who went on our, our happy kill streak throughout Afghanistan and Iraq and Africa and other parts of the world where everyone was waving American flags and hopeful and fearful of you know brotherly love, we're a different type of government now. We're a very uh, authoritarian-like government now. And we have Russia, I mean, damn, Dave, Russia looks like a freer country now than the United States. That's backwards, that's not how that's supposed to be. And Russia is more of an innovator now than the United States is. And this is why this worries me. Russia has the ability through cyber warfare to shut down the grid, to destroy the banking system, to knock down uh, Wall Street. They have the ability to do very particular things through cyber warfare that the United States would take four to six months to maybe even a year to circumvent and to get normal operations back up and running for the electrical grid. You talk about four to six months with just hellacious winter storms like what's happening in the East Coast right now. Tens of thousands of people, because of one winter storm, do not have power on the East Coast right now. And here we are every day screaming about food and water and solar panels and, and all this other stuff. And people say, oh, Doug and Dave are, are just pushing fear porn and trying to get money. No, we're not. We want you to be prepared for the future which doesn't have to be Russia attacking us, doesn't have to be a cyber warfare. It could just be a winter storm, right? But just wait until the EMP event. Just wait until the final grid down. I don't know how loud I can shout into a microphone to wake people up, but it is serious enough for we in the government to tell each other, have a minimum of six months worth of food and water. When I originally joined the government, it was two weeks. Three to four years ago, it was six months of food. We know for a fact that the glass jaw of America is the grid. While we have ignored the grid, while we have ignored our technological innovation in our military and within you know power sources russia has it russia has a hardened grid to an extent russia has a better system than many americans think because we see russia as what our politicians say they're a bunch of overlords and and you know gangsters and i and, and maybe all that is true but if you talk about uh whose population is going to survive a grid down and whose population whose population would survive a nuclear attack i bet on russia every time i bet on russia every time and as a american veteran that makes me upset i shouldn't be saying that i shouldn't be thinking that way dave but i see the way our politicians pedal into our debt more and more and more for all these bogus uh you know green deals and and build back better plans and continuously buying more property in America and and you know shooing you into the city and into the suburbs and out of the property we are losing the fundamental right to be secured in our persons within this country because our government is failing 
to help America by helping us prepare for war. They're more than willing to put us into war. But I think, Dave, a lot of times our politicians forget that war can easily come to the United States. It's not always us projecting out our military. The war can easily hit us. If we're in a full war with NATO facing down Russia, China's probably going to help out. Turkey's probably going to turn against us. So is Egypt. So is Iran and North Korea. And, you know, China uh, has all their other little affiliates that are out there. We have a whole world that can turn on us very quickly, let alone we have Americans in this country who are just waiting at the drop of a hat for a civil war. Our politicians forget we are actually uh, a very strong, we're, we're that strong boxer in the ring with a glass jaw. We can knock you out if we make connection, but if you hit us, we're done. And people forget that. And I, I'm, I'm gonna say it one more time. The glass jaw of America is the electric grid. We do not have an answer if the electric grid goes down. We do not have the seven years worth of grain anymore. We do not have water on demand for you. There will not be hospitals on demand for you. Law enforcement will not be coming to your aid in a grid down. You will be on your own. You will be your own first responder. Prepare for that. No. We're going to prepare for a break here real quick. And along these lines, Doug's right. Um, you can keep the wolf from your door for quite a while if you have storable food. Right now, MPS has a $50 off sale for the four-week emergency kit. And you're going, four-week? I need more than that. Yeah, hang on. I'll tell you about what you do. $50 is a tremendous percentage savings. Now, let's say you order a year. You order 52 sets, and you get the discount all the way through. And people are doing that every single day. And you get restaurant-quality food. It tastes good. It's high in calories, what you need in storable food. You're not eating to lose weight. And 2,000 calories per day. It's really a fantastic deal, ladies and gentlemen. It truly is. And you're almost out of time to get it because if we hyperinflate, people are going to be buying anything to prep. So I would move with all due haste right now. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And Doug, back to what um, you were saying here. And by the way, um, I wanted to let people know it's been proven. Canada, the CDC uh, have all admitted that Ebola can go airborne. Now that's that's proven here. I've documented that 10 years ago. Uh, you're not going to see it now at the CDC site, but I have the original screenshot. So they uh, they may try to cover it up today. The other thing they're going to try to get you to do is to take Ebola vaccines. Uh, they're going to give you not what they're taking. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you guys. They're going to give you the vaccine game with COVID right now and making kids take it when it's totally unnecessary and dangerous. Um, they're just conditioning all of us. You will take an Ebola vaccine and it will be deadly. This is a depopulation instrument. There's no question in my mind. And we're going to get ravaged by Ebola. And they're going to have Ebola quarantine zones. I, I wrote about this stuff in 2013. Um, I thought it was going to happen in the last great Central American invasion because we had some Ebola cases. I thought, oh gosh, here it comes. But it didn't. I think they beta tested some things, but it didn't. So uh, 
Doug, they've, this is all a plot. This is all designed. And of course, it's only a conspiracy theory, so we're just crazy. But the problem is, is I'm going to have to rerun some of these articles in the modern sense, and it's going to have documentation. We're in trouble, and this is how they're going to undo the world. They're, they really are. Um, and Ebola does mutate out, but the incubation period, and they lie about it, I found documents in 2013, the incubation period they were claiming was 21 days, it's really 42 days. So this can, that, spread, this can spread around the world easily. And that's the problem is during the incubation phase, you're still a carrier. You can still spread it. Yes. You know, it's a, Ebola is truly one of those very, very scary diseases that let's just say, here, let me give you a scenario. We're done with COVID. COVID restrictions are no longer a thing in America. Everyone's back to work. And then there's that one viral TikTok video from, let's just say New York, because it's always New York, of the lady or guy who's walking down the street, falls down dead, bleeding from her eyes. Mm. That, the first time I see that, I'm immediately going to the grocery store and I'm buying probably a couple thousand dollars worth of water and food. Now, I'm not saying that to be hyperbolic. I'm not saying that to be uh, overly anxious or scared. I'm telling you right now that if one person falls dead in the street, 30 or 40 people already have it. And then times that again, and then times that again, plus people traveling all over the, all over the state, and then all over the country, and then from other parts of the world, that's how quickly COVID spread. That's how quickly the Spanish flu spread. The problem with this is the containment, I believe, is going to be a much harsher reality. Because it spreads no, too fast. It spreads too fast. And it's airborne. Do they have a test for it? No. No, no, they do. No, but well, not one that's publicly available. Exactly. Do they have one that, it, it just like what we have with COVID right now, do they have the COVID nose swab for Ebola? Well, I could promise you this much. If I was a medical professional, I am not going to stick a Q-tip up the nose of a person with Ebola from 20 feet away. Not happening. Sorry, do the test yourself. Put it in this tray over here. Uh, I, I, I promise you when I say this, we have other countries around the world who are taking citizens out of their homes against their will. It's almost all peaceful from the strangest sense. And then are locking people in internment camps because of something that's as relatable to the common cold as you can get. Just wait until it's Ebola. I, I promise you, Dave, if that event happens, they will be burning bodies in the center of fields and you'll see the smoke from miles away because there's not going to be any other option. And those are parts of the plagues that the Bible has spoke about too many times. Now, I'm not going to be sensational here and throw up all this, you know, uh, really crazy ideas, but what it, what it reminds me of is the Andromeda strain, right? Yes, exactly. What a, what a great but horrific book. And those protocols, 
you know, in these level four facilities, when these types of containments get out, it's every man for himself because more or less they're going to destroy the entire facility and probably kill everybody in it to stop the breach of containment. But when it's out in the public and the only way a totalitarian dictatorial government says we can contain the spread is to close off a city and then start to annihilate anyone who's sick. Well, Dave, it's for the greater good that you, you know, use your sniper rifle from four or 500 uh, meters away and you start picking off people on the playground because we're killing those people to save the rest of us. And don't, America, don't think that that dystopic statement that I just said is not a reality. You can already see a poll right now that's being spread that 50% or more of Democrats think that if you have any type of COVID-related illness, you should go straight to a camp. Well, just wait when you can't put people in a camp because everyone's going to be dying, bleeding from every orifice, and it's going to be horrific and throwing up blood, and it's scary, and it, it's it's repulsive. The best thing to do is just to kill them, put them out of their misery. It's too expensive to have a vaccine. We can't have uh, quarantine, and, you know, America must survive, so we're just going to kill anyone who's sick. Do not think that the world is not at the rate, not at the mindset that repulsive people would not come up with that as a strategy for how to contain this next illness. And look, I'm not going to name it. We don't have a name for it. All I can tell you is that Bill Gates has talked about it. Uh, WHO has talked about it. CDC has talked about it. NIH is funding the research for it. You might as well go ahead and just say it's existing. It's out there and we're eventually going to see it. The thing we have to talk about, you talk about breakdown of society, when militaries are then organized within your own uh, country to combat this illness, this zombie plague-like illness that we've all been led to believe for how many numbers of years now about zombies, <coughs> it's, it's this brainwashing of people to look at another group of people as no longer viable humans and to annihilate them. We aren't far from that. Nazi Germany did that just by comparing Jews to vampires. Do not think we can't go back down that route. And do not think we don't have the the most radical people in our Congress right now who would not vote for that. I promise you, if it came down to it, there will be a vote for it, and people will vote for it. I'm giving it back to you. Wow. That's just incredible. We have laid it out, folks, the way it is. Um, I'm going to, you know, I'm in the middle of kind of opening the can of worms again on my website, and I'm going to have to go back into the vault and bring out relevant research from that time and talk about how it fits today because it's right here, right now. By the way, as a matter of, uh, this is kind of an aside, almost humorous, Biden today cast doubt on the legitimacy of the elections because the Republicans are keeping minorities from voting. You know, <laughs> I don't even know how you can respond to that. I wouldn't know what to say. It's so ridiculous. Uh, I'm so glad I don't work for the government anymore. Uh, we have a president who has created a new agency within the Department of Justice to go after its political enemies. 
We have a president who wants to get rid of the filibuster so the Republicans can't have a vote in the Senate. We have a president who says he doesn't believe the Republicans will be a party anymore by 2024. We also have a president who said that he believes the Republican Party are domestic terrorists based off of this new Department of Justice standard. They're telling you what they're going to do. Don't be surprised when it starts happening. And I think, honestly, Dave, I don't know how many times we've got to say this. I think the turmoil that we're going to have in our future is going to start this year. We're going to see it in Ukraine. We're going to see it with the midterms. We have truckers right now who are boycotting uh, Canada, boycotting America at the same time. We're not going to have the movement of goods. Inflation is going to continue to rise. We're going to have stores that are going to have less and less of materials and goods that we Americans need every day. People are going to panic. People are going to panic by protests, then riots, and who knows what else. It's setting us up for something. And I think many of us are afraid to say what it is. Not that we're afraid to say it, but we just don't want the Civil War. We don't want the world war. I want my government to function. I want Democrats and Republicans to pull their heads out of each other's rear ends and to come together and create some sort of a bill that's based off the Constitution and Bill of Rights and it's good for we the people. I want them to close down the border and enforce laws. But Dave, I must be living in another reality because that's not what is happening. That's not what is being proposed to us right now. So we have to deal with the reality of what's being proposed. Our government is turning into a totalitarian, dystopian government. I think if we go down this route, that they're leading us down by our nose, we're eventually going to have random groups of people who are going to shoot at other groups of people who are going to threaten elected officials. And I'm not for any of this. Doug lives on a farm. And I, I like being on my farm, and I like no one else being around me. So I'm not for any of this. I'm just telling you, we can all see it happening. We can all see this coming. What the heck can we do to prevent it, Dave? Well, as they say, I'm too old to run, too fat to, too fat to run, too old to fight. But I don't see any way we get out of this without a fight. They're going to push us to the point where we got to retaliate. Ebola is a good option for them, though, because it will take the life out of the country, literally and yeah. figuratively. Um, they will not leave office willingly. They will do anything between now and the midterms that they feel they can't cheat enough to win. If they don't get the Voting Rights Act passed... I believe they're going to start a series of false flag attacks, put the UN under the Kigali principles on our soil with foreign troops, and the fun will begin. They'll start all kinds of false flag events, blame Trump supporters, and the purge will be on. That's false what I flag. think is coming first. I think Ebola comes on the heels of this. If the resistance is somewhat successful, I think Ebola is their doomsday weapon. Well, I, I, I hear you say false flag, and it reminds me of something Jen Psaki recently said about Russia using agent provocateurs in Ukraine to stage a false flag so Russia can march in on Ukraine. You know, kind of like what we did with uh, Iraq. Uh -huh. But what's really interesting about that 
is that uh, the U.S. government is saying that. But that's also what we've been doing. So this projection, and everything you just said is accurate and it's true, but this projection leads us down to really like two different paths of the road. War or civil war. A world war or a civil war. An economic collapse that leads to a civil war that leads to a world war and a revolution within the United States. And God knows what that's going to look like. But the thing that I have to say to everybody is you still have time to prepare. You know, me and Dave still, we, we help to sell the food from My Patriot Supply. And it's a great company. It is a very good company. And you want to have food. You want to have water. You want to have the ability to purify water. But you want to be able to have the ability to resist whatever it is in the opposition forces that's getting flung at us. However, you can get food from anywhere depending on what your economic status is. You don't have to go with My Patriot Supply. You don't have to go with these guys or those guys. You can simply just go down to your local grocery store and start buying food now. The inflation is going to hit, and it's going to be bad across the board for everybody. And let me tell you something like this. Years ago, I don't, re I don't remember which company it was, but years ago, I remember my brother called one of these... Uh, emergency food companies and wanted to to purchase about a year's worth of it so you know that's quite a lot of money and they told him sorry we don't have that amount that is available for purchase for the public anymore because the government bought three years worth of it that was before trump was president yeah i remember this now what's interesting is that the government can go through and do that again so all the food that's at My Patriot Supply right now, if the government wanted to seize it, they can. They can force them to seize it. If the government wanted to seize the firearms, they can. If the government wants to seize the ammo, they can. If they want to seize the night vision, they can. If they want to seize the radios, they can. Right it's, now, it's called you, Executive Order 13603. That's what you're describing. That's right. We have the ability right now to purchase things, to get prepared. Look, be prepared for whatever you need in a post-apocalyptic America, all right? I'm really trying to get that to stick, post-apocalyptic America. But one way or the other, we're going to walk down that dystopian road. You're either going to be prepared or you're not. And the, the people that are going to probably bother you the most during the, this, this dystopian walk that we're going to go on are the people who are not prepared. Unprepared people during very harsh times will do very crazy things to keep themselves alive. The world through historical events can prove that. We need to pay attention to the signs and the times that the Bible has told us about. You need to be paying attention to politics, and you need to be paying attention to what's happening here in the United States. We are going to have a very different United States by 2024. I I don't want to say that out loud, but that's the only route that I can see us going down right now. The only thing you can guarantee is there'll be a landmass here. Who controls it? What the standard of living will be? How many people will be left alive? No one knows. 
These people, listen to me. The Ebola weapon can also be used as a Nero device. Now Nero burned down Rome when he couldn't control it. Yeah. The Democrats will do the same thing. That'll be, if they they, they may loose, let it loose to kill the majority and they'll stay in charge, but they may use it as a doomsday weapon too. If we can't control the country, you won't either. We'll destroy the whole thing. And honestly, there's Chinese overtones to this because Wei Fang, the defense minister for China in 2017, in a leaked speech to the CCP, said, we are going to destroy all life except for Chinese nationals inside the United States so we can occupy their land for their natural resources. We will spare the 14 million Chinese that are living there. And then they went on to say, we will use race-specific bioweapons developed in conjunction with Israel. That's a fact. That document's been well, well, well circulated. Yeah, and you know we have a a, an advancement in communism in the world right now, and that advancement is is blazing its way through America. It's growing notoriety amongst Congress. And the thing about it, man, is that. Communism is one of the root evils of the world, and it's one of the things that Satan propels the most at us. And we have to cling to our Bibles and our guns, that thing that that Obama complained about. Because at the end of the day, man, it's we the people versus them. You know, that's why I don't align with political parties anymore. That's why I don't align with half this crap that's going on anymore, or or I would say 90% of it. And... It's people like us who this government, based off communist China, view as the enemy. You know, they literally view 80% of the country as their own enemy. So I would say that, you know, more than likely, our vote isn't going to mean anything. I know. And let's hold it right there. Cliffhanger. Because there's going to be a part two. But we just got a little bit of time left, and Doug, I want you to talk about your show, and you got about 30 seconds. Well, American Vindicta, uh, you can catch me on uh, Global Star Radio from 11 p.m. Eastern to midnight. I also have a website up, and that's www.americanvindictashow.com. Uh, please check out episode 45 today. The great Steve Quell and I were on talking about Empire <laughs> Under the Ice. Yeah. And for about a week now, I have been going over the Nazi Empire very exhaustively. And I have really uncovered a bunch of things that many people don't know about. But I promise you, it's going to be uh, very entertaining, something nice to listen to besides the crazy politics going on right now. So please Amen. check out the show and uh, and support the message that we're trying to put out. We're trying to weaponize history. Yeah, that's right. Vindicta, V-I-N-D-I-C-T-A, American Vindicta. Interesting stuff, Doug. We'll continue. This is open-ended. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dave. Take care.